from the time I got diagnosed, I just said, that's it, I'm going all in. I'm I'm not going to go in this half-baked. I'm just going all in. I'm going to heal myself and I'm going to live the best life I can and have the best outcome for myself. This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Rheumatoid Solutions Podcast with Clint Patterson, helping you to live an easier, healthier, and happier life. One of the messages that we like to share in our community is that we need to throw everything at inflammatory arthritis so that we can get the inflammation under control. And today's guest has going is going to illustrate that really well. Her name's Sonia and she's in Melbourne, Australia. And she has a journey to share with us about breaking down barriers through drug problems and physical problems until eventually finding the right medication, the right mental approach, the right physical exercise, the right diet, and putting it all together to being in a position where she lives pain-free with rheumatoid arthritis. And of course, that's where we all want to be. And when we hear a, a case study of someone who's achieved that, then we can learn a lot. So we're not just going to be talking about, you know, today, uh, some kind of breakthrough, no more meds, years of all of that. No, we're talking about a case study of using everything at once, putting it all together and having a tremendous outcome. And so with that, Sonia is going to say hi and uh, and join us. Hi, G'day, Sonia. How are you going? Yeah, really good. Thanks for joining me. Middle it's, of the day. It's beautiful here. Yeah, What's it like in Melbourne? It's stunning, absolutely stunning. Um, I just wanted to say thank you to you, um, first of all, uh, for the Patterson Program and all the information that you provide uh, for patients with arthritis uh, it's absolutely incredible. Um, I don't know what I would have done without all your podcasts and all the information um, through your own journey. Um, so I'm incredibly grateful to you uh, for that information um, because it certainly made my journey a lot easier uh, to have all of those different insights. Um, yeah, so thank you. Well, that's wonderful and kind. Thank you so much, Sonia. Now, as I said in your introduction, um, you've taken like what we love to say, like throwing everything at it. You really struggled. We're about to hear about your story, what what you went through. Um, and you've ended up now finding a, a medication, Simsia, that works for you. Um, so everyone can understand right from the start that you're you're on a, a multiple faceted approach. And so what I'd like to do is just find out, like, just do a before and after, like the struggles that you had and then where you're at today. So especially because we want to hear where you're at today, because a lot of people are still in a lot of pain. And then we're just going to break down the drug journey in particular, because it turns out with you that it's the drug journey that was really the troublesome one. 
And one drug led to side effects that led to troubles to try and heal your gut and so on. So that's what we'll do. But first of all, how are you waking up in the morning these days? And how does that compare to before? Um, so these days I'm waking up every morning. I get up early. Um, I have no stiffness in the morning. Um, I get out of bed and I go walking with my husband every day. Um, I'm walking 10Ks every single morning as the sun comes up and I'm having very minimal uh, symptoms. Um, I feel whole. I feel incredibly healthy. I feel um, probably the best I've felt uh, really in my life. So um, I'm incredibly grateful, um, to be honest, for this journey uh, as my health is just so good. Um, It's like I've had really an awakening um, three and a half years ago now in, um, well, actually, longer than that so 2017 I um was incredibly fit um I was running long kilometers every week and I um, decided I'd enter the Melbourne half marathon I came 20th in my age group um and I just felt like I was a machine but at the same time I'd noticed that you know in my right side I developed and I was accelerating just to feel right and then not long after that, I developed a frozen shoulder and I developed terrible pain throughout my body um, and I knew there was something not right. So I went and saw my GP in uh, 2019 because I developed, a, I went for a walk one day and my, I got home and my right foot was just blown up when I got home and I just said to myself, there's just something really wrong here. Uh, three weeks later, the same thing happened to my left foot and um, went and saw the GP. I'd noticed that my knee had also got swollen um, and he said, look, I'll refer you on to see um, a rheumatologist. I don't think, I think it's, uh, I also had um, joint swelling in my hands um, and he said, look, I think it's just related to um, your sport. You've done a lot of sport, a lot of running, but you can go and see a rheumatologist. And um, I went and saw the rheumatologist in five minutes of seeing her. She said it's inflammatory arthritis. Um, this is definitely inflammatory arthritis. She knew straight away just from looking at my feet because they were so swollen. And then I went on and had further tests um, um, that she ordered me and then just before Christmas 2019, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and I was just devastated, um, devastated because my happy place was always my running. Um, it was from a very young age. I'd done with athletics and gone on to senior athletics, athletics at school. Then I used to run every single day pretty much from like when I was 18 right up into my 40s so, so um, eating like like running is healthy right we don't want to create this perception that it's a risk factor for developing inflammatory arthritis in fact the studies show that there is no upper limit to the protective effects of exercise and fitness to the point where the absolute greatest level of fitness that you can achieve correlates with the lowest 
mortality risk, right? So yes. fitness is tremendous. So what right. do you think what do you think brought this on? I mean, you're fit. So were you yes. eating lots of like processed bars to keep you running and and doing protein shakes? I mean, what were you doing? Um, I never really had protein shakes and I had a reasonably diet, but I was right. eating meat. Um, I was having dairy before that, uh, six months before my diagnosis, I decided to change my diet and I became vegan. Um, so, because I knew I was in trouble, but I think I have a family history of um, autoimmune disease. Um, it's very me and I've got two other cousins that have inflammatory arthritis and other autoimmune diseases. So I think, um, you know, there is a strong family history there, but I would say my diet along with maybe I did a lot of exercise may have put my immune system under um, strain, if that makes sense. Because uh, I wasn't having a lot of time, a recovery time in between my training. Um, as well as I used to drink alcohol, I used to drink coffee. They're not too bad. What about yeah. um, what about yeah. cesarean birth, uh, breastfeeding? Yes. Where did you get breastfeeding? Had, natural birth? Uh, so I had two cesareans uh, and post one of the cesareans, I had quite a lot of antibiotics like development status with my second child. Um, so you you personally had the cesareans, not I had you were to, a cesarean. I, sorry? No, I wasn't a cesarean baby, no. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, yes, I, um, I had two uh, babies via cesarean. Okay, and some yes. antibiotics so there. Could, yep. All right. And so when you said you went on a plant-based diet, um, did yes. you do that because you'd already noticed symptoms starting to happen? Yes, yeah. I had. I developed a lot of like just migraine pain and I developed a frozen shoulder and I just felt kind of like would sit in the car when I was driving and just think, oh, what's wrong with me? Like I just mm. don't feel right. I just feel sick. And so, yeah, the pain was really significant. So I just decided, yes, that's it. One day I just said, that's it. I'm going to try this. And I tried a plant-based diet and see if that helps. Um, so I started implementing that um, six months before my diagnosis. Yes. Often what we see is that no matter what you do, when the disease is beginning to progress, it seems yes. to almost be like a snowball building down a hill. It's very hard to stop. So right. you, know, you can try this, try that, but progression That's just right. continues. And that happened in your case. And that was exactly what happened with me. It Let's, was just progressing very quickly. Okay. Um, so uh, tell us about the methotrexate because that was the Celebrex. And then what happened when you went on to the methotrexate? Okay, so I went on the methotrexate and my pain levels went down, um, but I still had swelling in my joints and stiffness. And so I also um, had issues with some of my liver enzymes. They went up a little bit, um, as well as my white blood cell count went down low and I always felt like I had a sore throat. Um, then uh, from methotrexate, I then tried methotrexate along with Plaquenil as an add-on 
um, that never happened. That that was um, not effective, and I developed really bad headaches from that drug. So then I went off that, and then I went on to lefalutamide. Um, that seemed to control the symptoms better, but then I had hair loss, and then um, I then went on to Simsia, uh, which controlled my symptoms well. Fantastic. Okay, so you mentioned the gastritis. Um, do you think that that was? Oh, it's hard to identify an, a, a, a particular drug cause, but let's just say that no wonder it was hard to get complete symptom relief on the combination of meds you're on when you've got inflammation of your that's intestines. Correct. Yes, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. So the Simsia offered you an alternative. It provided you a chance to heal because at this point, as we'll talk about in a second, you're doing so many other things that were awesome. Yes, that's correct. So um, I definitely noticed when I went on to Simsia, I just felt better um, in terms of I didn't have um, throat sunshine. I just didn't feel like I was getting hammered by methotrexate. Um, I started to feel better. Um, and I actually had COVID um, March last year. And after I had COVID, I noticed a lot of my body actually started to get a lot better. And uh, I was feeling feelings like I used to before my arthritis. I was feeling whole again. I was feeling great energy. Um, and I just generally felt very, very well. So that was my experience with Cynthia. Yeah, great. Okay, so we know that biologic drugs frequently don't create complete symptomatic relief, right? We know that there's more to it than just what drug we take is going to create a miracle outcome. Like I thought that, for example, with methotrexate. I thought if I'm going to take methotrexate, okay, fine, I give in. At least I can have no symptoms so that I can therefore, you know, take the drug and and have pain relief. And I know methotrexate is not a biologic drug, but we do assume that as we go up the echelons of medication prescriptions, that we're going to hit one that's like a miracle. That's not necessarily the case. So for your body, the way that your body metabolized certain meds, you found that the meds were a wrong combination for you and causing more of the underlying cause or contributing to it. And then you found the drug that works and we tick the box, a big green tick. But everything else needs to be done in parallel so that we create this rock solid future. So what are the other things that you do? Just go through one at a time. And tell me, what else do you do that really helps you? Okay, so um, things that have really helped me is obviously um, adopting the Patterson program. I just found that um, I love eating that way. Um, It's finding that it's just so nourishing. Eating a lot of leafy green vegetables, um, lots of whole grains like the buckwheat, the quinoa. And basically I've just adopted a high raw diet, um, some cooked foods, but, uh, and basically don't eat uh, really any processed foods. Um, I've just found that um, 
say last year that I had a big change um, where I felt, um, and I think it's from the three and a half years of adopting this particular diet um, that I felt like that. So I'm just really passionate about it. Um, I've just really loved, um, I just love eating that way. I just feel like it helps my body to feel great. Yeah, I've really embraced um, being a vegan and um, learned to cook in different ways. And I, I really feel like it definitely has helped my arthritis. Yeah, great. And exercise, you used to do lots of running. Now, what do you do now instead of running? Uh, or are you planning to run again? And with, what about with regards to uh, uh, you know upper body as well? weight training or anything? Yeah, I've, I've done a, a lot a lot of exercise. So 2021, I was walking every day. Um, and then 2022, um, I basically, um, I had a few problems halfway through last year and I spent all of last year um, basically trying to rehabilitate my right leg. And now I'm back walking back um back doing weights and um yeah I've done a lot of upper body weight um with my hands my right hand I developed some dexterity problems like just uh when I was out shopping opening up um plastic bags and things like that um so I've done a lot of like hanging off bars um awesome yeah I did a lot of chin-ups and just Really throughout the last three and a half years, just said to myself, I'm going to become as strong as I can. Um, and that's pretty much what I've done. So, Wow. Um, yeah, the yeah. way you speak about it, it, it you know, I, 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 it uh, makes me think like it, it's like what you're saying is actually far more profound than the way you're telling us, you know what I mean? You're just yes. like, oh, yeah, I started doing like <laughs> chin-ups. And we're like, hey, one second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. There's a, there's only a handful of women at the gym doing chin-ups. Do you know what I mean? And you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, I just totally just like started rehabilitating <laughs> everything. Um, so, I mean, I think you're being humble and, and understating some of the achievements that you've done here. Yes. Um, so, you know, be proud of these things. Yes. These are these are hard things yes. to, 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 to achieve. Yes. Yes. Um, does, you know, your hands were inflamed. You said your That's feet right. were killing you, your yes. knees. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, all this stuff's going on. So to be able to achieve that is yes. immense physically. Yes. yes, and I, from the time I got diagnosed, I just said, "That's it. I'm going all in. I'm, I'm not going to go in this half baked. I'm just going all in. I'm going to heal myself, and I'm going to live the best life I can and have the best outcome for myself." And I started thinking to myself best outcome, best outcome, because I had a lot of fear, um, fear of because the joint pain was there. When I'd be out walking, I'd think, it really hurts, my knee really hurts, but I had to say to myself, no, you're okay, you're safe, you're okay, you're going to be okay, just keep going. And I used to say that to myself every single day. Um, And I've definitely got back running at times um and when I have I've just been so grateful 
Um, I've got a few mechanical issues in my right leg um, and I don't, uh, so that's probably what's been holding me back from running, but I, that's my dream to get back to my running. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you like that. I think you can disassociate the level of success uh, with running or not running, whether or not you can run. Yes. Is 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 not ultimately the the measuring stick as to whether or not you've done amazing things. Do you yeah, know what that's I mean? that. Yeah. Yes, yes, and yeah. I I've definitely gone back and forth, back and forth. Where you know, I've always sort of that's been the running's been so much part of my life, but yeah. then I I have been thinking along those train of thoughts. You know, it, it is okay. Um, I'm doing tremendously well. I'm out walking 10 Ks yeah. a day. Um, in 20, uh, 2021, I walked three and a half thousand kilometers. So yeah, yeah that's know. a rheumatoid arthritis record. So yeah. <laughs> you know, you're setting the bar higher than anyone else yeah. in the world. What else are you doing then? So we've got the drug right, we get the diet, we get the exercise right. Um, oh, sorry, we've drug, diet, exercise. Let's talk about stress reduction. Okay, so um, it would have been around in 2021 20, in October, I just started on the Sims yard and um, I decided, well, I'm going to try and meditate um, and see if that really helps me. Um, and I used to meditate up to three hours a day. Um, and what I found was that my gut health started to improve. I started to feel um, feelings of wholeness again. Um, I felt, I just felt like my house was really starting to turn around. Um, and I thought there's something in this, you know, like there's definitely something in this meditation. So I just kept on doing it every single day. Um, and, you know, um, trying to feel feelings of feeling uplifted rather than feelings of feeling depressed, you know, um, really changed the way I felt about myself. It was just such a positive experience and, um, yeah, just um, really has really helped me a lot. Mm. Out of a scale of zero to ten, with ten being the worst, where would you say that sort of depression and mental health challenges were for you um, before you got everything right? I would say that it was quite a significant problem, uh, yeah. especially, you know, 2020. Obviously, um, I was at the start of the journey and the pandemic yeah. um, hit and I really, um, you know, I was obviously with my family every day, which was fabulous, but, like, socially, like, we were very isolated, Melbourne being, like, city of being in lockdown. And so I kind of had time to think about, you know, where, where was my life going? How was I going to go on these drugs? Um, but I eventually just said to myself, yes, this is it, I'm, going to feel this way anymore and um yeah i eventually got better 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then what about um, how's your sleep? Do you have any sleep strategies you can share with us that work for you? Um, yeah, I um, I really prioritise my sleep. Um, at the start when I was really sick, I was going to bed at 8.30 at night, like I'd get to the end of the day and think, I've just got to get to bed. Um, like sort of going to bed at 10 o'clock, I, I would be first in bed in the house. Um, yeah. So I just consistently stuck with the sleep because I just felt like the sleep was part that was really healing my body. Um, and then I listened to one of your um, podcasts on vitamin D and I was like, I'm going to give this a try. I'm going to try the vitamin D. I read um, the book The Optimal Dose um, and you talked about how fantastic it was sleep but deep sleep um so yeah i um really found the vitamin d um very helpful for that deep restorative sleep and um really haven't looked back since taking the vitamin d like my sleep is just so good every night i rarely wake up um you know um I really wanted to stay at the really high dose of vitamin D, but unfortunately I had to drop back um, to a slightly lower dose, which is like I take, I take 7,000 units a day. And um, But what I was finding with the 30,000 was I was really um, getting like I was sort of going to sleep and then I was awake, you know, like. Um, oh, you mean like you slept so, so just well? Like, just slept so well, yeah. But I'm, yeah. But I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't um, keep taking that because my levels just went up really quickly. I didn't expect that they would go up so quickly. I thought, oh yeah, no, a couple of months, and yeah. I was like three weeks, and I was there. I, I I started to feel a bit like off in my stomach, and I was like, oh no, what have I done? Like I'm really, you know, I I never reached the toxicity. Well, I had some symptoms, but I didn't have the um, the calcium in my blood, so I really wasn't officially like at a toxicity yeah. level. But yeah, I, yeah. So right. I, but my sleep is yeah very important, and I notice if I have a late night, um, I probably don't feel quite as energized the next day. So yeah, mm. yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, that was a um. An experiment I went through too. My wife and I both, we at one point used to supplement and then we had our numbers checked and we're like, well, supplementing, this is easy. <laughs> I don't know yeah. like about everybody, but certainly the people I've communicated with, like yourself and many other people, if if you if you hit up this like the 5,000, 10,000 international units a day and you're not taking some kind of, you know, lousy lousy product the vitamin d it's going to shoot right up real quick it's an easy change to make yeah uh, and so i love it as a as a um as a simple strategy to to yeah. correct for inflammatory strategy disorders because if your vitamin d is off that's a no-brainer you've got to get that up that's like one of the foundational things for us to have a a a, a, a well-balanced immune system yeah. So and, yeah, and I just felt I um since I've started it, uh, I pretty much haven't been sick at yeah. all. And my kids like post COVID, we had COVID last March, and I have 
not been sick since then. And um, my husband's had the flu twice. My kids have had the flu twice, but I didn't get any of it. Like none yeah. of it. It was. And you're the I've one on immunosuppressant. That's right. And I was just like, it was a moment that I just went, wow, like I'm not getting these flus. I'm not getting colds. And I'd been so sick on the methotrexate in terms of sore throats and always feeling quite like quite off on it. Um, so going to um, to really a whole year without anything has been amazing. Um, so that podcast and that book has been fantastic. Great. Yeah, I'm really glad that helped. All right, what are we missing here? Uh, do you take any other supplements? Um, I take zinc, um, zinc, um, the B12 spray and um, vitamin D. That's it. Okay. Yeah, and I have, I have trialled a couple of times probiotics as well, um, good quality probiotics. I've tried those as well and had pretty good um, outcomes with them. Okay. okay. My gastro health point of view, yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of gastro health, then how are bowel movements for you? Um, yeah, they're really they're excellent. So, no, very good. Yes, great. No I imagine. There. I imagine very different to when you were having gastritis. With that's right. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Quite a contrast. Yeah, like mm. definitely, my gastrointestinal system was is not great. I think even before the diagnosis of the arthritis, I had problems as well, had problems digesting fats. Yeah, so, but now I'm in a really great position. Mm, mm. Okay, so let's wrap this up. So it feels that if I was to summarise, and you can modify this if I, if I make some errors here, but it seems like um, you were living a fitness lifestyle. And for reasons that remain a mystery, you developed inflammatory arthritis. You then, through either intuition or through conversations, you decide, I'm going to go plant-based to try and bring this under control. Uh, just making some changes to a plant-based diet without going full-on like elimination process, sticking with certain foods, with certain healing properties, and so forth. Uh, it wasn't enough to curb the tide of eventually rheumatoid arthritis diagnosis. And then you've tried uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, methotrexate, so, uh, uh, hydroxychloroquine, uh, and then uh, leflinamide, which didn't work for you. The combination created a mixture of different side effects without being adequate enough to justify the insufficient pain relief that you were getting. And so rheumatologist does the right thing, comes in and said, all right, let's let's try a biologic drug. And we're fortunate living in the same country here in Australia with socialized medicine, you're able to get onto that because you demonstrated that you failed other meds without a cost. So you've then gone on to the Simsia. This has been a drug that's synergistic with your body and it's enabled you to go hardcore on the exercise, on your diet, on your meditation, um, on your sleep improvement through research and implementing some, some testing on dosage levels of vitamin D. And the whole package 
has led you now to today to feeling great. As someone with rheumatoid arthritis, who feels tremendous and grateful and it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Like where where I was, get to where I was in 2019, my life is just really, I'm so grateful for where I'm at. I'm just, I just feel amazing. I feel I'm not getting sick. Feeling strong, I'm feeling um, grateful. I'm feeling um, just so grateful for my journey because uh, I feel like long term, like my health is going to just be so much better for it. Um, you know, my cardiovascular health. Um, I just feel like for me, like it was just a really great decision. Uh, to invest as much energy as I could to healing myself. And I feel like I've really accomplished that, um, even though I've gone through so many ups and downs. Um, you know, but the holistic approach of trying to attack it in all different areas has just driven me to get a very good outcome for myself. And um Definitely the nutrition um, has played a massive part in that, um, just consistently eating the right foods, consistently slowly introducing, like I stayed on the baseline Patterson program, I would say for six to seven months, um, whereas just eating the same thing because I had so many food intolerances. Now I feel like, you know, I'm able to embrace all the different varieties of foods um, in terms of, you know, I'm able to eat grapes and because my gastrointestinal system is so much better. I'm able to eat that really great diversity um, of foods and that's a great feeling in itself. Um, I'm really passionate about nutrition and I always have been um, and really it's opened up a whole new world for me. I feel that's just really amazing you can see it like from the time I've started in three and a half years to now um, it's so much easier to eat out to get a plant-based meal than say three and a half years ago and I feel like in time to come um, hopefully plant-based nutrition will be um, within our hospital system so that people that are really sick can access these nutritional foods to support their their health. Um, yeah, it's a pretty evolving area, I think. And the science, obviously, that's supporting it is there. And I think that's just amazing. Yeah, and um, I believe that a whole bunch of funding has been put in place for uh, many of the New York hospitals under the uh, under now this sort of control of the vegan mayor who has taken over yes, uh, to be plant-based in their yeah, hospitals, which is, incredible. Which, is, which is groundbreaking, right? Yes. So the default meal in New York hospitals will be a plant-based meal. Uh, yes. that, I mean, that is, that's phenomenal. And, yeah. um, and, and uh, I was chatting with uh, um, Dean and Aisha, Aisha Scherzai, who are the brain docs on Instagram at a conference uh, recently. And they said that uh, 
they expect California, their hometown, to to follow suit because they, you know, California is pretty mm-hmm. forward thinking, and and that could happen also in some or or multiple hospitals in California with some luck. So once that starts to happen, you know, people yes. pay attention, and once the studies start coming out to show, mm-hmm. hey, this the the duration between post-operative care and departure from hospital is quicker at these hospitals where there's plant-based diets that's going to catch on and so that's going to be that's going to be good so i'm glad you brought that up we're both passionate about that and uh and feel like we're on the right path uh a world path not just a uh a, a sort of a community path and uh, and well done with all that you've done. Thank you for sharing your journey with us so far. Lots of things for you coming up in the future. And with all the things that you're doing, it's so great to hear you're living a really, really high quality life and demonstrating to us all that high quality life with rheumatoid arthritis is what we are aiming for, what we strive for, and what we shouldn't stop until we achieve. That's so, right. Thanks, Clint. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. I really am. I, w- I would have been lost without your program and um, your direction and all the information and all the podcasts. And, um, yeah, it's been just so, um, so, so helpful. Um, so thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Rheumatoid Solutions. If you'd like to get more help to live an easier, healthier, and happier life, visit rheumatoidsolutions.com.